Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast. It is baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Faces Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. A special hello welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Got a great podcast for you today as Tim Murray... You know him from NBC Sports as the Daily Line. Unfortunately, it's not quite as daily right now because we just don't have daily games, but he still does terrific work. He's going to be joining me for two segments. We're going to be talking to him about all these proposals that are being thrown out there to bring baseball back. We saw another one come out on Tuesday, so we're going to be getting into that in just a minute. So be on the lookout for that. And we're also going to be talking about the fact that starting pitchers might be a little bit behind the eight ball going into the season. What might happen with rosters, the fact that we're probably not going to have minor league baseball and so much more. So looking forward to having Tim join the podcast. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are seeing another realignment rumor. This one comes from Bob Nightingale. And before I get into that, as always, if you ever have a question for the podcast, fire it into my timeline at GUnit underscore 81. It can be baseball based. It could be just basic sports betting base, but if you send it into the timeline, more than happy to give you an answer. If you send it via DM, well, unfortunately, the letters DM to mean mean does not matter, and as Twitter told you, DMs are working just fine. She just didn't respond, so we do have to throw in there that joke, but with that said, Bob Nightingale on Tuesday came out with another realignment plan that is being discussed by baseball, and this one actually is a little bit different because we've been hearing about the Arizona plan. We've been hearing about the spring training plan in which you have everything based in Arizona and Florida, and then there was the three-tiered plan last week that involved Texas as well. There's currently a plan being thrown out there that 
Baseball will be started in either late June or early July, and it would involve all teams being able to play in their own ballpark, but it would be done regionally to cut down on the travel. So you'd have essentially three divisions. You'd have the East, the Central, and the West, and the way that they will break it down is obviously by geography, though. I know there are going to be some people out there that are like, oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are a little bit further east than, say, the Tampa Bay Rays and things like that, but how it would be broken down is Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, Marlins in the east. In the west, you've got the Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Athletics, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, Seattle Mariners. And then in the central, Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, Tigers. So you've got 10 teams in all three of these divisions. Like I said, with this proposal, all teams will be able to play at their home ballpark. We know that a bunch of high-profile guys like Mike Trout, they've been coming out and saying that they don't want to be quarantined. They don't want to be away from their family. And the big thing is, is making sure that all these states would be able to pull this off because as we know the state of California they've got sort of a four stage plan and I think that it requires stage three to be active for sporting events this is going to involve baseball to be played without fans and obviously at the beginning of the year there would be no fans so at the very least there is that aspect of it so it would lead to a little bit of a scheduling conflict but we have actually seen it in the minor leagues I am a Milwaukee Brewers fan I remember when Colorado Colorado Springs was announced as one of the new minor league teams for the Milwaukee Brewers. As bad as it sounds, I think it was something like the first 50-some-odd games of the season, the Colorado Springs team, they were unable to play at home. I know that this happened to Biloxi a couple years ago as well. That could be something that Major League Baseball could use as a workaround because, as we know, these states, they're all sort of opening up their filing in based on their own schedules. We're seeing it with the southern states, like Georgia is opening up very slowly, and they're ahead of schedule of, say, where I'm based right now, Nevada. Texas, they're starting to open up, and then you've got other states, like I just mentioned with California, they're doing a little bit more of a slow roll, so I do think that that's a way that baseball might be able to get around this as well, so it's going to be very intriguing to see if this is pulled off or not, and then you'd have to think if you've got National League teams and American League teams all mixing and matching that you're going to have the universal designated hitter. As we know, there have been a lot of things that have been thrown out there. With regards to getting baseball off the ground, you would need to no longer have umpires behind the plate because you want to keep the social distancing, the six-foot rule, which... Honestly, I do think comes to mind when you have the batter slash catcher relationship. So I do think that that is one thing that we haven't heard anything about that I'm actually now curious about. And I didn't think about it until I just started talking on this podcast like a gas bag. So, I mean, that's all something that needs to be taken care of. But Major League Baseball, they're throwing out their, all these different proposals from everyone that I've been talking to. We are going to be getting a baseball season. The question is how and the question is what. That is the big thing right now. And the best thing that I can encourage you guys from a betting standpoint is don't tether yourself to anything, but just take a look at these rosters. Look at every single team on its own island because right now with the Milwaukee Brewers, if you tried to handicap them, are you going to handicap them in regards to 
this three-division system that we just threw out there with Bob Nightingale? Are you going to be handicapping them with regards to the National League Central? Or are you going to be handicapping them with regards to the Cactus League proposal that was thrown out there a couple weeks ago in which they're in the same division as the Kansas City Royals, the Texas Rangers? The best thing you can do right now is not bog yourself down with things that you don't know about. I have a theory that I've always thrown out there on the Vegas Ads and Information Network here on these podcasts and so much more as to why. I don't get into betting like Russian table tennis, which is just a fancy way of saying ping pong and everything like that. And that is, I don't bet what I don't know. And it's one of these circumstances in which you can't handicap divisions that you don't know about. So don't worry about that right now. As Tim Murray is going to be telling you in a couple minutes, don't fire in on like NL Central futures right now because you just don't know what the landscape is going to be. Heck, we don't know what the structure of some of these games are going to be because we've seen it thrown out there that there might be seven inning double headers and things like that. So don't bog yourself down with those details. Instead, look at the tangible things that you do know. And one thing that we do know is that unfortunately, the Baltimore Orioles are going to be without Trey Boom Boom Mancini for the 2020 season. He's got stage three colon cancer. Very, very sad. Do want to throw out there our thoughts and prayers with him. And one thing that was a little bit heartening is that without the Baltimore Orioles, he said in his Player Tribune post that he would have never found out about it. So it is actually a little bit of a heartening story in that being on the Baltimore Orioles, which as strange as it sounds, being on the Baltimore Orioles might have actually helped him out with his just normal living in general. So hopefully Mr. Boom Boom Mancini is able to make a recovery and I'm able to talk about him hitting home runs in like 2021 and beyond. But like I was talking about a little bit earlier, we're going to have our good buddy Tim Murray of NBC Sports joining the podcast for two segments. We're going to be talking about just all these realignment proposals, what the layoff does with regards to starting pitching, what teams benefit from it, what teams we think might have a little bit more upside with a condensed season, the optics of this season, and just so much more. There is so many uncertainties with the season, and we're going to try to address some of them next right here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is phoning a friend and going out to the Azunia Hotline. And we're back here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Great to have on our next guest. This is a man that joined me quite a bit during the 2019 season. And he does great work with NBC Sports Radio and NBC Sports on the TV side of things. I know that his schedule is a little bit different these days, but he does the daily line when we do have sports going on on a daily basis. And you can follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray, as it is Tim Murray joining me right here on the podcast. And great to have you aboard today. How are you? GP, what's up, man? Yes, things are very different when you host a gambling show and there's not much to gamble on. However, the NFL draft was very enjoyable for us to feel a little bit of normalcy when it came to an actual sporting event, an unpredictable sporting event, and one that you could gamble on. And it was unpredictable as to how bad my drinking problem would get as a Green Bay Packers fan as they just continued to make the wrong move time and time again. And it just feels like in a lot of sports, the wrong move has been made time and time again. But moves that are being made in baseball are to try to get the sport back. And I think it's going to be so fascinating because we've seen so many different proposals having everything all in one bubble in Arizona, having like the Grapefruit League, the Cactus League, and now there's a three-tiered plan that was thrown out there by CBS Sports last week, things like that. And 
At this point, I do think that we are going to get baseball back. It's a matter of when, though. I think it's so fascinating. And how would you gauge a season that would be played all in Southern states? Because as of right now, it seems like pretty much all these proposals are being thrown out there that we're going to have baseball played in like Florida, Arizona, Texas, what have you. And I think that that bodes well for offense because we're probably going to wind up starting to see baseball more towards those June, July months if it does wind up getting started up. And I think that what it means is that the ball is just going to be flying out of the park left and right. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, I think big picture, and I imagine I speak for most sports fans. And now I'm not married to a, a professional athlete, so they're not going to be leaving my house for multiple months to go isolate and play these sports. I am just a fan. But uh, I used this analogy the other day, which was uh, from the movie Half-Baked, when they started selling weed to try to get their friend out of prison. And they go to prison and tell him the idea. And he says, they're like, well, we know it's not the most honorable thing, but we're going to sell weed. He's like, good, great, sell weed. Get the hell out of here. Go sell weed, get me out of prison. And honestly, that's what I'm saying right now. Whether it be the NBA, the NHL, baseball, you got to go to one city. You got to go to an aircraft carrier. Go do what you got to do and play some sports because we need a bit of normalcy. But, you know, initially to your point, I think baseball is in the trickiest spot, GP, because they haven't started their season yet. You know, for basketball in the NHL, if they go to, I know it was floated out there, a couple Canadian cities or North Dakota, whatever, for the NHL. And I don't know what the NBA is going to do. I've heard Disney World or Las Vegas, whatever it may be. It's a little easier because the season's going to be so much shorter. But for baseball, you haven't started it yet. So are you going to start it? And then as the year goes on and hopefully as things get lessened, do you start to migrate back? And then what happens when it's too cold? I don't know what they're going to do. But I mean, you keep seeing reports that there's going to be a season. So there's some excitement to that. Yeah. And then to your point about, you know, being in Arizona and Florida potentially. Yeah, I would imagine these games are going to be incredibly high scoring. And if they're played on a, a handful of fields, we're going to be probably getting a lot of day games. And my God, man, imagine playing a day game in a spring training facility in Arizona or in Florida in August. That would be brutal. I am right there with you, as we do have Tim Murray joining me right here on the podcast. And you've got to think that we are going to be having games without fans. So the good news is you don't have to worry about that element. The bad news is it means that you can play just about anywhere. You really don't know the field conditions if they wind up having to play on like a spring training ballpark in Arizona. They've even thrown out there using some of the parks of which like minor leaguers practice on. So that'll certainly be fascinating. And who I think is going to be in the toughest spot once we do get baseball back is the starting pitchers because I know you're a guy out there in Washington, D.C. The way that the Washington Nationals were able to win the World Series is that they were able to throw out there their starting pitchers and they were able to just utilize them throughout the entire series. We saw Steven Strasburg come out of the bullpen during the wild card game against the Milwaukee Brewers. You wound up having Patrick Corbin come into relief in Game 7 of the World Series, and you were able to utilize that. But I think these teams that they don't necessarily have a lot of a bullpen, they're really going to suffer because what you're going to also need with this baseball season is a second spring training. And you just have to question how these starting pitchers are going to be able to prepare themselves in a couple weeks to throw 90-plus pitches, try to give their team six-plus innings. I think that they are in the worst spot of anyone in trying to get ramped back up. Yeah, and another thing to think about is minor league baseball is not happening. I'm pretty confident in that, you know. 
So how big are these rosters going to be? Because pitchers are going to get hurt. Players are going to get hurt. So to use your example, Steven Strasburg, he goes down with an oblique strain for 15 days. What are they doing to prepare that sixth starter, that seventh starter that would normally be getting a start every fifth day in AAA because there's not going to be AAA. And if you're at a spring training facility, in all likelihood, GP, you're going to have the facilities to throw side sessions, but it's not the same. So that's going to be really interesting, you know, if this plan unfolds. And once again, look, I'm a minor league guy, you know, my career started in minor league baseball. And I just can't see it happening. You know, they're spread across the whole country. It's not a realistic thing this year. The goal is to make sure the Major League Baseball season is played and that, you know, unfortunate casualties got to be minor league baseball. And then the trickle down effect is, you know, how are these players that are not on the active roster, you know, prepared and how are they in the facilities? I mean, that kind of gets into the whole, you know, what are we doing to make sure they're tested, all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, Starting pitching, pitching in general is going to be really, really fascinating. Are we going to see your normal five-man rotations? Could you see six-man rotations? Are there going to be expanded active rosters? So that's really something to keep in mind, you know, whatever the plan ultimately ends up being for Major League Baseball. I totally agree with you. As we do, have Tim Murray joining me right here on the podcast. And we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We're going to talk about what teams might have a little bit of a leg up during this 2020 baseball season with our good buddy, Tim Murray. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem. So, yeah, he better not blow it. Here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson, still being joined by Tim Murray of NBC Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray. Does absolutely terrific work. When we've got sports going on, he does a terrific job with the Daily Line and so many other shows. And Tim, I know that we were talking about it with regards to starting pitching, taking a little bit of a step back. And what I'm thinking of right now is the teams that might have a little bit of a leg up with this regard. I'm thinking of the Milwaukee Brewers, a team that they really don't rely upon their starting pitching, but they've got a whole bunch of guys that they're able to utilize out of the bullpen to give them like two good innings. The Tampa Bay Rays, they have perfected the opener. Just being able to have their starting pitcher go like three or four innings and then everyone else takes care of it from there. list goes on and on. And I do think that these are the teams that this layoff might not hurt as much as others just because when you take a look at a team like the Washington Nationals, they really rely upon starting pitching. The bullpen, it just wasn't necessarily there. The New York Mets, we remember how bad that bullpen was for the first half of the year. I mean, if you've got Jurcic Familia and guys like Edwin Diaz blowing saves left and right, it puts that team in a bad spot, and they're without Noah Syndergaard. These are the sorts of teams I think it affects the most, both in a positive and negative way. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point when it comes to starting pitching. And, you know, if we're playing these games in July, as you brought up, you know, and the ball's going to be flying, is that beneficial for, you know, teams that you look at their offense, throwing out there another central team that you mentioned, the Brewers, you know, Chicago, who's kind of been a question mark going into this year. But you look at that lineup with Bryant, Rizzo, Russell, Schwarber, Baez, Hayward, if they can rely on offense, is that a team to think that they're going to be the real deal? Mookie Betts is gone with the Red Sox. So he goes out to LA. You think about that lineup. So it's really interesting. And then you think about how long is this season going to be? Is it going to be 120 games, 100 games, 80 games? 
I mean, and then if you just think about betting wise too, you know, I don't know if people put in futures, GP. I don't know if you put in futures. I know you're more of a day to day type of guy. I only put in one and I'm kind of happy about it. I don't feel great about it anymore. It was that Walker Bueller to win the Cy Young at nine to one, but I don't know futures wise what you do if it's a hundred game season or 80 game season. So it is really fascinating to think about the possibilities and and ultimately what you do and who's got the leg up. I think you bring up a good point, you know, teams that can rely on a really potent lineup and a great bullpen. And, you know, maybe that does benefit those teams that like the Tampa Bay Rays that have nickeled and dimed their way to a really quality bullpen. I'm right there with you, as we do have Tim Murray joining me right here on the podcast. And you bring up such a good point with regards to betting on the MLB, because you know me, I'm someone that I don't have a single future ticket. I do not need to worry about that, but we don't know what's going to be happening with these divisions either. Are you going to have the National League and the American League? And we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Do you have the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League? When we do get a baseball season, you don't know what these divisions are going to be looking like. And I would not want to be putting in a futures ticket on anyone because with the L.A. Dodgers, you figured that they were going to be playing against the Colorado Rockies. You figured that they were going to be going against the Padres and everything like that. That gets completely thrown out the window if the Dodgers are in the same division as, say, the Minnesota Twins, the New York Yankees, all these big bomber offenses. And right now, the way that I'm doing it with regards to handicapping the baseball season coming up is just looking at it. Every team on its own island, try to highlight their strengths, highlight their weaknesses, and go from there as to who they are all going to be playing within the division because we just don't know what they're going to be looking like at this point with all these proposals, be, all these proposals being thrown out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think the futures market, I wouldn't touch it. Look, we know a lot of smart people and they figure these things out and they'll find a leg up. I'm sure they'll come up with an idea, GP, why you know this team, once we get the details, I mean, right now, there's absolutely no reason. I don't even think futures are available because we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, once these things get sorted out and the idea hits, you know, people are going to have ideas on what it's going to be, you know, theories and, you know, what's the best plan of attack and who's the long shot to go. I would have to assume that, you know, there might be some long shots that hit. But, you know, we also know people GP behind the counter. And I think they're going to make sure that they're not making themselves liable to unpredictable things to happen. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating when you look at the betting market and what it's going to look like and the futures and, and all of that. But I know I, I've said things like this and I've gone back on them because, you know, that's just the kind of way we think, GP. But I just can't fathom myself betting a future before this baseball season. It's just going to be so unpredictable. And plus, we don't even know what these games are going to be looking like either because I throw out their... The example of the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League, what you'd have is some National League teams mixing with American League teams, and what you're going to get is a universal designated hitter in both leagues for the 2020 season. That's going to have an impact as well, because you think about a guy that's very versatile in Shohei Otani. He was supposed to be coming back this year after not pitching at all during the 2019 season, and I think that it really does help out some of these National League teams as well because I throw out there the Milwaukee Birds. They're not having to make as many double switches. They're able to stick with their guy for the full inning. They don't have to worry about, oh, our relief pitcher is going to have to bat in the seventh inning. And I think that that's a whole nother element that needs to be taken a look at too. And you need to react based on which of these 2020 plans you're going to be getting because 
we might have rules for 2020 that we have never seen before and we may never see again afterwards as well. Well, there's no doubt. They're figuring out and they're going to be as creative as possible. Maybe it is something where if it works that they look into down the road. But the 2020 season, and hopefully it happens, and I think it will, at least they're very positive about it happening now and you know all the money that's involved. I think there's going to be some sort of season this year, but I think the 2020 season is going to be something unlike anything we've ever seen. And I go back to what I said about basketball. I mean, basketball and hockey have played 80% of their season already. Really, they just need to figure out a way to play the playoffs. You know, for baseball, zero games have been played. So what do you do ultimately, you know, with all of that? Yeah, the 2020 season is going to be so fascinating, so unique. And, you know, if we are mixing and matching, the USA Today looked at, you know, three divisions, an East, a Midwest, and a West, or East, Central, and West, whatever it was. And yeah, to your point, there's going to be American League and National League teams. I don't know if there's going to be an even you know, allotment of games in the division. No one has any idea. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And But here's the thing too, GP, is you know if they just say universal DH for this year, you know that benefits American League teams because they have built their roster to have a designated hitter. Well, National League teams don't have a guy that is a big bopper who's going to be in the DH role every single day. So that's going to be a really fascinating circumstance if that ultimately is the play for 2020 is, you know, let's just forget it. Let's just go universal DH for everybody for the entire season. It should be very fascinating to see what the fallout of all this is. And Tim, is there a team or two that you think might have a little bit of value for the 2020 season? Because as we know, the season is getting off to a little bit of a slow start. And some of the teams that I think might be able to do better because of it is some of these younger teams. Because you've got so many of these veteran teams, they sort of know how to ramp up. They know, okay, this is where I should be in April. This is where I should be in May. They get sort of into the routine. These younger teams, like the Toronto Blue Jays, like the Chicago White Sox, they're not victims of this. They have a little bit more of a blank canvas. They're a little bit moldable to being able to react to a season like this. And we also know this, with having fewer than 162 games, a team gets off to a hot start. They might be buyers if we do wind up having a trade deadline, whereas if they would have faded off instead, because typically the trade deadline happens after about 100 games, who knows what's going to be happening from there. If instead it's after 50 games, and say you have a team that starts off like the Seattle Mariners did during the 2019 season, who knows if the Mariners would be sellers like they were during the 2019 season after it all went to mush afterwards. So I do think that younger teams like the Blue Jays, like the White Sox, that are able to benefit, they're able to prepare themselves because they're not used to the flow of a full 162-game season, they might have a little bit of value. Yeah, I like the Blue Jays. I mean, I like them preseason before all of this. The Padres intrigue me. I know a lot of people are on the Padres. They were all on them last year. I was not on the Padres last year. But, you know, history tends to fall in order of if you've had a really good farm system for many, many years, and then you start putting in some big-name players like your Manny Machados. Will Myers has been there for a bit now. But I do look at that roster and, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., another year in the big leagues. You know, they traded for Tommy Pham. The Padres intrigue me and, you know, a shorter season, maybe that does them well. I mean, once again, that goes back to, I just think we don't know what to expect and who's going to end up doing well in a shorter season. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, the team that won the World Series is, you well know, I'm a big Nats guy. I mean, the Nats started last year 19 and 31. If that happened in 2020, 
and it's a hundred game season, you know, there's no way they're making the postseason. Instead, they were able to right the ship. So that's going to be interesting. Preseason before the pandemic hit, I was very curious about the Blue Jays. I think their win total was in the 74 range or something like that. I like the over for them. Wasn't totally buying in on the Reds. I know a lot of people were super high on them with their moves that they've made and trying to rebuild that whole organization there. But yeah, I'm curious to see the Padres. And if this shortened season or whatever it is, if that's beneficial to a team like San Diego, who has a ton of young talent that's just been filtering, you know, through that farm system. So I agree with you on Toronto and I'll throw out San Diego as well. And plus, what you got to love about the Padres as well, a reliable closer in Kirby Yates that was the best, in my opinion, one-ending guy in all of baseball in 2019. So another good selling point there. And speaking of selling points, Tim, would like to close it up with this. Love the good people at home. Know what you're all working on and how they can follow you on social media. You did a great job with the NFL draft last week. And I know that even though the daily line isn't quite as it typically is, four hours a day on both NBC Sports Radio and NBC Sports TV. I know you're still doing a great job of being able to pump out there some content and just stay with everything that's happening right now. Yeah, like all of us, just trying to stay busy. But at one Tim Murray is where you can find me on Twitter. And uh, I would say that's the best place to go. The Daily Line, myself and uh, Michael Jenkins and Sarah Perlman will throw out some content every once in a while. But unfortunately, can't get in the studio and do our full four hours. So yeah, just Twitter is the way to go. Absolutely. And hopefully sooner rather than later, we will have sports back in our lives. And I know that Tim Murray is gearing up for that and is doing a great job of staying loose in the bullpen for when that time does come. So big thanks to Tim Murray for joining me right here on MLB Overtime Betting. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, while you're doing my timeline at Junior Sporty One. Hopefully you guys are all safe, healthy, and doing well. Going to be coming at you three times a week until baseball goes daily. And then once baseball goes daily, this podcast becomes daily as well. Thank you so much for tuning in.